Well, I'm not sure what you are looking forward to the most uh, this evening because you've got such an array of choices. UEFA Champions League is definitely there. A couple of games, I'll tell you all about them a little bit later on. League N, yeah, Montpellier and Clermont are going to be the two teams that are doing battle. We've also got, uh, you know, Spanish La Liga matches underway. Mallorca later tonight, uh, they're going to be playing against uh, Cadets. So uh, when you look at the table <laughs> as it stands, you know, Cadesa, what, 16th place, Mallorca 17th. So it's a battle, really, to try and avoid that dreaded relegation drop uh, on the South African front. There's only one game, one game, and it's a derby game. What kind of derby? Well, stick around, you'll find out. Welcome to it. This is hashtag MSW, Barrow Sports Worldwide, wherever you are around the country, the continent, or the world. Talk about the continent. And if you ever you wanted to meet the who's who, and also the decision makers as far as African football is concerned... Uh, you better be in Cairo. And if you're not in Cairo, then consider yourself not a decision maker. This is the reason. I mean, there's more than 60 clubs and leagues that have arrived in the Egyptian capital out of the much-anticipated launch of the African Club Association. Now, domestic leagues uh, will be represented by its uh, acting CEO, as well as Exco member, Matomajlala, Cape Town City's uh, chairman, and Exco member, John Komitas, as well as Tears Galaxy president, Tim Sugazi. Now, this is pretty much modeled on the all-powerful European Club Association, uh, which is kind of like a structure that houses some of the best football clubs in the world, uh, like Real Madrid. You've also got FC Barcelona, uh, Manchester City, uh, Paris Saint-Germain, Juventus, Bayern Munich. I mean, I'm just mentioning a few of those. So, ACA is almost seen as a, as a body that would transform club football on the continent, and uh, that's going to be sure interesting one to follow and to track. But let's head off to Cairo now to catch up with John Comitas, who's going to be taking us through uh, the proposed association. Uh, John, thank you so much for your time. Good evening and welcome. Hey Rob, how are you? I'm good. I believe it's 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 cold there. That's what a certain Lux September told me yesterday, and we are it's hot this side. How's it? The weather's okay. The weather's okay. I've just landed in Cairo today. Ah, fantastic. But uh, what are you looking forward to the most? I mean, when this was presented to you, um, what does it sound like it's going to be and how will it influence uh, football in general in Africa? Well, uh, I was extended an invitation uh, by CAF, um, the the president, and uh, so were a couple of other clubs. And we decided to make it a mission, especially to be a bit of a, a find-out mission for the PSL and what the structure means and how it's going to be set up. And it looks like it's emulating very much the European model of uh, the G14, I think it is, uh, of clubs, you know. Um, and uh, it, it appears to be that uh, this organization is obviously going to look at the greater good and well-being of African football on the continent. So it can only be positive news. And uh, I think we drastically need a lot of improvement on the continent when it comes to competition on the continent, especially on the logistics side of things. Uh, you know, you've heard so many nightmarish ev- um, happenings and events if you remember what happened with the uh, Marumo Galant incidences that have happened to us in in uh, Congo, you know it's it's very difficult, and I think this kind of uh, body is is going to iron out a lot of those issues, 
and make it a much more pleasant experience and obviously a lot more professional and hopefully with uh, funding that can assist clubs to survive through it because it's it's a financial nightmare to play in Africa. Yeah, yeah. And, and with that said, I mean, it's almost a, a summary of expectations from your side, John. Uh, what what about in totality when you look at the at the league, the SA League, if there wasn't something that you thought would be worthwhile, you would have embarked on this trip. But how do you think the Premier Soccer League, if I had to isolate it to that, would be able to directly benefit once you got all the details? I think within a body that works independently of CAF itself, to be able to table a certain amount of concerns that we have, especially on the continent football. But obviously the strength of African football and that's, to me, a very clear thing. It's going to be the strength of the individual leagues in each country. Um, we, we definitely, as South Africa and the PSL, lead the way when it comes to the structured league and an organized league and a well-financed league, both on a broadcast side and on sponsorships um, at all levels, club and obviously the league itself. So we've got something very, very, very valuable to protect and... Uh, you know, if there's a body that we can uh, put our concerns on when there are concerns, that uh, it always is a, it's a positive thing. So, you know, this, for example, AFL, new league that has uh, surfaced now and we've had this uh, inconsistency in fixtures, you can see already now Sundowns is five games behind and it's and it's only an eight-team league. So where do you voice your, your concerns about these things? So perhaps this ACA is going to attend to those kind of things and uh, make sure that the strength of African football is built on solid foundations of solid leagues in every country. You know, no club in Africa became the club they are on the continent. They became the club they are within their own country first. No, absolutely. And, and I mean, while you touch on the AFL, I know that you were quite vocal about it and the impact, as you rightfully say, of what it's caused in the league. But also when you step back uh, a couple of, you know, paces and steps and you realize that um, at the time when Sundowns did step forward uh, to be participants within the tournament itself, there were no fixtures uh, of the Black Label tournament per se. So I think they looked at their fixture and they said, ah, okay, here is a gap. And then straight after that, uh, I think you guys then put together a, a Board of Governors meeting, met at Summer Place and then... Uh, you, you you made a vote and a decision there. So shouldn't that encourage from, from both sides, from the domestic side, uh, to be open and transparent with the fixtures and not leave some for last minute so that if other clubs are participating elsewhere, then they're able to do that without a problem? Well, look, uh, Rob, we had a Telcom Cup in that space. Uh, it's something that uh, ended at some uh, some time back. And it left a vacuum in the in the league at that period. You know, any kind of funding that helps the PSL and brings in money into the PSL, where clubs can share on prize money and other other situations like that, is a positive for the clubs. So it's not like we didn't have a tournament there. We just didn't have one for a year or two. Um, so it, 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 the calling basically replaced the Telcom Fishers, which is the League Cup as such. So. Uh, in that sense, you know, um, clubs in the PSL, you know, come follow the line. And, you know, the first of the, the, the PSL makes decisions as to what tournaments are going to be held and not, and then the clubs participate. 
Uh, you know, no club is an island on its own in the PSL. So, um, you know, for me, if if this, if we can make this AFL work, it will be wonderful for football in Africa. And uh, I'm still unsure about the criteria and qualification criteria, which is is question mark for me. But um, other than that, it can only be good for the continent. So we we encourage it, but it's got to be you know within a reasonable fixturing. Uh, time that that we can still run a domestic program without inter, inter, interruptions. We got sponsors to attend to, as I said before. So at the moment, as a, as an eight-team tournament, uh, it sits with Sundowns already being backlogged by five games. Imagine if it becomes a 24-team tournament. So there are fixed, there are set dates for CAF to use, and perhaps this new committee will uh, impose some. Uh, direction to CAF to say, you know, can that be played during those fixture times because that would make more sense. And then we can all keep building our local product because you can't build African football without a foundation of strong uh, uh, local leagues in each country. And that's the biggest problem in Africa. But you, go, you go to certain countries and they stop, they stop playing for a week, they stop playing for two weeks, three weeks, sometimes two months in, uh, at a time. Ad hoc, the fixtures never coincide it's difficult to compete when one team has played eight games, the other team has played 13. You never know really where you stand. So the competitive edge of a football league is that every weekend you can see where you stand and how you're doing. So yeah. those little things, you know, you take for granted, but uh, um, uh, fixture stability is probably one of the anchor reasons of a successful league. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and that is why even, I suppose, outside of AFL, I think it was both Sundowns and, and Pirates that were behind in terms of having to play catch-up, which Pirates have managed to do now. Uh, so I think it, it's it's a case of hearing the one versus the other, the ambition of the one versus the other, but also trying to improve yourself as a football team because a, a Cape Town City playing against, say, Casablanca or playing against an Al-Ali is something that one day I'm sure you'd want to be a part of so that you strengthen uh, and and get a, a bigger stranglehold within football and maybe grow football in Cape Town, but not only in Cape Town, but in the country as a whole. Yeah, I agree with that. I think everybody should want to be playing in the highest level possible, but it's got to be structured in a way that it's, it, it doesn't cripple the very foundation that built the clubs. So that's all. I, that's all my concern is. And if yeah. you can, if CAF can find a way to do it, certainly that would be a positive for Africa. But uh, that's why I'm hoping this ACA new committee will take on these challenges and, you know, assist the continent and advise, uh, you know, the different countries as to how to improve their league structures so that they can all build structures like we have in South Africa. Yeah, I mean, I know that a lot of clubs, uh, John, you talk about struggles uh, to acquire sponsorships, for example, uh, owners running their clubs from pretty much their own bank pockets. But how, how's this structure going to ensure that African football clubs uh, become then commercially viable, globally competitive and profitable? Because I know a John Comitis can do it. That is why he goes across and says, I need a shirt sponsor. I need a sleeve sponsor. I need a sponsor for this and that. And because of your, your background and your knowledge within football, uh, and just how much of a negotiator you are, those things do happen, but not everybody has got that ability that you have. How would the structure then assist 
to have those development structures and ideas flowing? I think to start, uh, you've got to look at the situation where, uh, you know, there's corporates all over the continent and some corporates are extremely, extremely big. They, they, they cover the continent. Some, some of our own banks are all over the continent. And there's no reason why they cannot do multiple club deals um, if they, if they uh, exist in other, in other countries. Take, for example, Sport Peza. Sport Peza sponsors two teams in Tanzania because they're, they're relevant in Tanzania and uh, two clubs in uh, Kenya and, and, and us to an extent in Cape Town in South Africa. So this ACA could uh, motivate and stimulate uh, interest by co- corporations that do sponsor clubs in certain uh, countries that have footprint in other African countries. So those are the things that uh, hopefully they will put together and start assisting clubs. You must understand a lot of African clubs are run by the state, are run by government, are run by uh, municipalities in a certain African state, and the funding comes from from government. So when they travel, some of these African clubs in Africa, the, the costs are paid by government. We don't have that in South Africa. Everybody's on his own and puts, the, puts it from their own back pocket. And, and, it's, and, and it's very telling to try and you know, keep up with the expenses of flying because we're not a small continent. We're a massive continent. So grouping, grouping the continent together in different sectors so that to minimize traveling costs and that in early rounds, all these type of things need to be attended to. You know, in Europe, a two-hour flight, you can get to any country, uh, between any country in Europe. Yeah, two-hour flights we can't even get from Cape Town to Joburg. So you can see basically what the challenges are for Africa. And with the lack of funding, it makes it doubly as hard. So I'm hoping that the ACA are going to address these things, but it appears to be already on the agenda as part of the mandate to assist funding modules for the African uh, competitions, which is the Champions League and the Confederations Cup. So these are all positives, and I think the initiative is good. The structure looks like it's copying the structure of the European model Mm. in terms of the way it's uh, set up. So I think it's great for football. It's great for African football. We've been supplying the world and the globe with top footballers for, for, for years and years and decades. Uh, you know, but yet we remain within our own structures, poor, poor leagues and leagues that struggle to, to make ends meet. So mm-hmm. I think it's a great initiative. Yeah, no, John, I mean, just as we wrap things up, you, you were chatting earlier about the, the G14, as it was called, um, that organization of European football clubs. Um, that kind of existed between 98 and 2008, uh, consisting of the 14 European top club teams uh, initially, but then it later expanded to 18. Uh, they disbanded that idea uh, in 2008, replaced by the European Club Association, which represented over 100 clubs in a deal that reached uh, with the UEFA as well as FIFA. So you 100%. I mean, it, it, it's almost a case of uh, trying to emulate... Uh, but also make it Africa-friendly, uh, what was then and is successful uh, in Europe. I wish you the best, man, John, over there uh, in Egypt, and hopefully uh, we get positive results and positive outcomes and positive feedback coming through from you. Thank you so much indeed for expanding on that. Rob, thank you very much for having me on. As always, John Kamitas, Cape Town City FC boss, coming through live from Cairo in Egypt, uh, talking to us all things African club.
Association. The ACA is what it's called. All right, after the break, don't go anywhere. Uh, we still have a conversation coming up later on with the Minister of Sport. What was it all about uh, when he held that press conference yesterday? But there's still another small matter of a Tswane Derby. Hashtag MSW live on 947 Boomer FM, Rise FM and Soweto Live at the same time. Hashtag MSW.